This episode sponsored by Clio, cloud-based practice management software. Makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. That's C-L-I-O dot com. C-L-I-O dot com. Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Guy Sakalakis, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 Clio Cloud Conference here in beautiful San Diego, California. Joining me now is Katty Gostasby. Welcome to the show, Katty. Thank you. Really appreciate you joining us today. Before we get to our topic, please... Tell me more about yourself. All right. Well, thanks for having me, and thanks for pronouncing my name so well. I'm, gl- I'm glad, because <laughs> having a unique name myself, I really, really try. It's important. There's always version 1.0 That's and then right. version 2.0, as I, I said today on the stage. So um, my story is uh, I'm an immigrant. Came to this country with two suitcases, thinking we are going to stay for a couple of weeks and stayed forever. Got to grow up in the Midwest, had a great upbringing, and I always wanted to save the world by being a securities lawyer. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I got to do that for 14 years. Um, I had a great career on the Hill at the Securities Exchange Commission at a major law firm and then in-house. And then one day when I was in-house, I realized I'd spent 15 hours drafting a mutual fund prospectus and I had gone home that night and I had thrown away my own prospectus because no one reads that stuff. And that was my big aha moment that, oh my gosh, I cannot keep doing this for a living because there's no meaning or merit. It was a very personal decision. I don't advocate other lawyers quit their jobs. Um, but I worked with an ex-Harvard litigator because I'd always wondered, like, what, what else am I supposed to be doing with this life of mine? And I was always very curious about people and how they sold and how they showed up in life. And I've just always been have a curiosity about human decision-making and the mental element. So he really taught me that we all have something we're naturally good at and to turn it into a career for me, he said, it's a no-brainer because people can tell you're good at it and they'll gravitate towards that. So that's what I did. And here we are all these years later, 12 years into a consulting practice that's really about people, lawyers, figuring out their truth of who they are so that they can then effectively establish a foundational brand that then the business brand rides off of because that allows you to sell anything well when it's foundationally built on who you are and your own truth. Awesome. And and I had the privilege of sitting through your session, which was fantastic. Thank Uh, you. Tell us a little bit more about, remind me of what the uh, title of the session was. So the title of the session was Personal Branding in a Changing World. And Jack, when Jack Newton and I talked, my expertise is really in growth, but around transformational change. And that can take many, many forms. It can be technology, which we're obviously we're talking about today, but it can be when you hire a new employee, you fire a client. Any level of change, mergers, acquisitions, causes disruption within the firm setting. Employees' productivity drop tremendously, up to 30% we found. And so that impacts how they evolve and how the business grows. So he said, let's talk about this in terms of a changing future, because that really is my expertise as the evolutionary process of how to grow a business dealing with transformational change, which is natural. Excellent. And, you know, this idea of branding and personal branding, we hear this buzzword out there all the time. I thought you did a really nice job of articulating uh, how you view personal branding. So 
when you think of personal branding, what are you thinking about uh, and, and that you convey to uh, people? Yeah, you know, I think the term, unfortunately, got abused and used 12 years ago when I named it personal branding. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Al Gore and named the internet when I named my business personal branding. I really meant it was about the people. And what I saw coming out of the legal industry was that people had to start counting on who they were themselves in order to sell anything because the corporate brands were no longer loyal, right? And people were losing their jobs and they were showing up empty handed going, well, what am I supposed to do? And that left everyone out of control and without an intentional purpose. And here are all these brilliant lawyers around me looking at me like, what am I supposed to do with my life? So the brand really of a person is really what are their unique gifts and abilities and attributes but they have to be relevant attributes we're not just talking random because I'm still very left brain linear and analytical and who your attributes are is important and then how do we convey them consistently with clarity to your audience so that they really get you and know who you are at your core besides just getting that you're a lawyer that may be able to do the job well and then how do we see how that resonates with your audience and the feedback the audience gives and then it's a cycle. You don't recreate the wheel every time. You have this brand and then your business brand grows around that and through that. Excellent. So another thing that we hear lawyers talk about all the time is people are going to choose me because I'm the best lawyer or I'm the most experienced or I'm the subject matter expert. But has that been your experience and what the data suggests? Not at all. Maybe 20 years ago. But what the data suggests is people only buy based on how they feel, upward to 78% of all purchases, whether it's legal service or not, based on not the content, not whether you're a good lawyer, but based on how you make me feel emotionally. And there's only one emotion that drives that at the end of the day, whether you make me happier than not. So you don't need to be my cheerleader or be goofy or, you know, joyful, but you have to elevate my mood to a point where I pick you over somebody else. So being the best at it is everyone's goal, and you should substantially be good at it, but that doesn't mean that people are going to pick you, and I think that's what's so frustrating to lawyers. They're like, I'm substantively brilliant. I went to Harvard. I went to whatever wonderful school, and I'm like, that's great, but that's not why I'm buying anything. I'm buying you, and so that's what we unearth. We dig deep to figure out who people are at their core so that they show up with self-confidence. Excellent. Very insightful, and which you actually led me to my next question, which is, so let's say I'm a lawyer, I'm convinced, I've got to find a way to uh, connect emotionally with the people that I'm trying to attract as clients. How do I begin this process of unearthing uh, these emotional identity wise? Yeah. So first of all, good on you for being open to it and saying, I'm willing to change and look at things differently. Because honestly, you know, if you're not willing to try something new on, then you're going to be left behind. As a lawyer, as a human, I don't care what it is. And it's not meant to sound harsh. It's just real, right? So you have to try something new and be courageous and brave. So the first thing to do is really know that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's version 1.0, 2.0. And we evolve. So be easy on yourself. Take it easy. When we put people into our programs, it's a seven-month program at the very least, right? And we're working across multiple lawyers, right? And then ask yourself those hard questions. How do I view myself? 
what would I like my life to be like? If I Journaling is the best tool. You don't need to call it fluffy journaling. It could just be take a piece of paper and write down what your life would look like in a year. Where would you like to end up? And then work backwards from there and say, well, what a, what, what a, what's perception of me? Start asking your friends, what do you think of me? Why do you hang out with me? And start asking your clients the same question. You're not going to want to because the painful answers may really be something you don't want to hear. But that's called ignorance, right? And there's no way to grow from ignorance. You've got to know from where the benchmark is set and where we're starting from. But you matter. So that's why while you're asking outward, you're also looking inward to say, hey, what do I want this business to be and how do I want to grow? No beautiful business grows without a vision. So today we're here at Clio and it's very clear they have a very big vision and they live into it step by step. And that is nothing about the left brain substantive. It's all about where do we want to go and who do we want to be? So you have to start with that inquiry. And you may be like, I don't know. Well, then keep asking and there's other tools to help you get there. There's other people to help you get there. Uh, and that's really what we serve as for our clients. But you have to start wanting to know because I can't force feed you that information, right? Right. No, absolutely. And that, that was one of the things that I think one of the questions at the end of your session that I thought was uh, very uh, valuable for uh, lawyers who are at larger firms or uh, even smaller firms, but it's multiple lawyers, right? So, uh, you know, your message uh, that resonated with me is, is that this is a very personal thing. This is not a firm-wide thing. So I think, talk to us a little bit more about that. So I'm at a firm, uh, there's a marketing director, or there are people that are trying to push the firm brand. How do you start to have those conversations to say, you know, look, this it's not about this logo and brand tagline. This is about us, each individuals, as people and lawyers. Yeah. How do you start to have those conversations? Very, very good question. So uh, there, sometimes they're going to be sweaty conversations because people aren't going to want to have that conversation. And so you have to also know before you have those conversations that some people are going to bow out. And you have to give people the freedom to say, I don't want to participate. And I'm good with that because you can't force anything down people's throats when they don't want it. And everyone in their due time, right? And everyone is fine where they're at. Nothing is broken. We just want to take people from good to great, like Jim Collins says, right? And so how do you really go there? So you start the conversation off with, look, the marketing people are fantastic. They're there for a reason, but they handle the outward marketing. Now they're starting in firms to handle the inside marketing, but really there's one marketing person per umpteen number of lawyers. And so they're always telling me, confiding in me, I can't manage this and I don't even know what you do and I don't do what you do. I can't get in the trenches with these people individually because that's not my forte. Great. So start having the conversation with these marketing people do X and they're outward facing and they work on the business brand, but the business brand has to ride off something. It's the people's brand. Otherwise, the business brand doesn't exist, right? You say... Gee, I remember Gee. I don't remember the firm. So the business brand has to, and give them some examples. Use the Starbucks example I use or the coffee examples I use. Um, and then say, how about we do a trial run? I do that in firms all the time. They'll, I'll say, give me a test group that we run it through with people that really want to show up and do this work. And it's not to make the other people feel bad, but bring this work to the people that want it. And then the marketing people then feel confident that I'm there to support them and allow them to ride off of the information that we get down for the people's brand. And that makes their job so much easier. And the firm grows organically. And we don't have to take everyone along for the ride if they don't want to go. So Very valuable, very valuable. So another idea that I uh, just kind of, Maybe there's a connection here. Maybe there's not. 
But it seems to me, and it really resonated with me when you brought up the Clio example, because uh, it's so obvious uh, how committed they are to having a vision and uh, living their values and really building that team and that culture. And we've talked about it in the context of sales and new business, but it also seems like it's like obvious that it's going to really improve your existing relationships with clients' experience and even your clients or your relationships with everybody in your life. Absolutely. So I always say, you know, this material isn't just about business. This is about you, the human being. So this applies to your personal life. Want to have a better relationship with your wife or your husband or your kids? Want to get a date? This is the same principles because it's foundational work. This is not simplistic. I hate when people call it soft skills. It's human relations. And it what it's what grows businesses like Clio because they really fundamentally attract people to them. I mean, I can't tell you how many people at this conference have said, uh, and I've been asking, I'm like, why do you come here over here? Because it's so exciting and they're so innovative and it's fun. So they're using all the emotional button words. That means that Clio is doing something right, but it's got to also be authentic, right? You can't build something that's fake. Nobody grows to any success off of inauthenticity. It can only go for so long, right? And you can only fool so many of the people, but there's a huge momentum that I look for for all my clients. I'm like, I don't want a small burst of business for you. I want it huge. And it's it's all right there. It's right there in the person. We just have to unlock that. And you really have to believe it. So when I look around at companies like this to do it well, it's because they believe in their mission and they believe in their clientele and they want to take care of the people. I look at how well Cleo, like I'm, I'm not an end user, right? But how well they take care of me even at this conference as a speaker, right? Because they care. They care about the content I'm preserving to the audience, but you can just tell that they care about you as the person. And that goes a long way to people remembering you and feeling like they're part of your tribe. It's wonderful. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode. I want to thank Kadi Goshtasby for joining us today. Hopefully I did okay on that second time. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up, how would you like them to reach out to you? Perfect. Thank you for asking. So I am available on um, my website, www.purisplikepaulurislikesamconsulting.com. They can reach me anytime via email, Katy, K-A-T-Y, at purisconsulting.com. They can call me. Uh, my phone number is right there on the website. And most importantly, we have so much content out there. If they don't if they don't get a hold of me, which I make myself accessible as much as I can, because I truly, anyone who reaches out or has a question, it's a good question and others can learn from them. We do a free monthly e-newsletter. We do podcasts. We'll have a catchy GTV episode. Like any form of content you want, I got it for you because I just want people to saturate themselves with this material and take away what they need. And in fact, we do a monthly free webinar, which which is coming up on October 25th. For an hour, people always ask me two questions. What is all this content? We want to see you present it. And then what is Branding Bootcamp? So once a month for an hour, I do a free live webinar. People from around the world join and they get to listen to the content and interact and ask questions. And then they get information on the structure of Branding Bootcamp and how they can bring it into their law firm or how they can join one virtually or one that's ongoing in person in San Diego. So there's all sorts of ways to get a hold of me. I'm happy to answer any questions because I think it truly matters to the happiness of lawyers. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your generosity and all the content that you publish. 
Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Guy Sakalakis. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.